Hello, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and around the world. This is hopefully one of your favorite deplorable brothers right here checking in with you today on this amazing Thursday. Oh, yes, it is a good day that we get to hear our president share that we're about to open up our country. Oh, my goodness, friends. Is it just music to our ears or what? So beautiful to hear our president, Donald Trump, today say that we're about to get this country rocking again. Now, obviously, some states are going to rock sooner than others, but for the majority of us, it is music to our ears. Things are, are over the hump of dealing with the, the peak of this crisis, and we are about to go back to life as mostly normal <laughs> I don't know about handshakes and all that yet, or hugs yet. I know we'll want to when we see our friends, but hopefully we can just uh, have gloves on. And and uh, anyway, we're, we're going to get back to mostly life as normal. So that is a beautiful, beautiful thing to hear. I just want to hear the president say it uh, from his own mouth. It was music to my ears today. Check this out. Administration is issuing new federal guidelines that will allow governors to take a phased and deliberate approach to reopening their individual states. I've dealt with them now a long time, and we've had a great relationship, Democrat, Republican. The relationship has been good. This strategy is based on hard, verifiable data. I want to thank Dr. Burks for her incredible leadership in crafting these guidelines in consultation with scientists, experts, and medical professionals across government. Dr. Burks will explain the guidelines in more detail in a few moments. And Dr. Fauci has been absolutely terrific. We've all worked together, and we've worked together well. They are interested in the health of our country, and we're all interested in the viability and making us truly great again. We took the greatest economy in the history of the world, and we closed it in order to win this war. He said, we're going to call it the Make America Great Again, or Make the Economy Great Again movement. Absolutely loved hearing that from President Donald Trump today. And you got to understand, friends, I know there's so much conjecture. There's so many uh, opposing viewpoints of Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burks. Think about it for a minute, if you will. If, in fact, Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci were a part of an organization that did ultimately want the demise of our country, just think about how beautiful it is that the president was able to get them to come forward today and actually say that we're advising that we open up the country. So, again, you do what you want with the matter that you get, with the information that you get. It's all up to us, right? That's the one beautiful thing that I think that we are appreciating more and more now as American citizens is that we cannot trust every single thing we hear regardless of where they're at. Uh, obviously, there's been some some very opposing views on vaccines. That is an issue in this country that I think, I, I don't know, I, I know I've seen plenty of videos of, of vaccines gone wrong with individuals that were perfectly fine. Uh, and then wound up devastated. I, myself, and my family, we we did not vaccinate our kids uh, when they were babies, and they turned out amazingly well. Uh, I know that Dr. Uh, 
uh, Shiva has been all over the news talking about how this virus was something that was definitely going to target individuals with compromised immune systems, as do all viruses, and that the overreacting to all of this was definitely not the best decision. But again, understanding that the president was listening to the chief individuals at the head of these organizations, at the head of who he should be listening to, I believe that he mitigated uh, an ultimate disaster when he closed our borders to China back in January when he did. Had he not done that, we would not be in the situation that we are right now about to reopen. A lot of states are going to reopen. We would not be in that situation. We'd be in a completely different situation. Here's what the president said about putting responsibility where responsibility belongs. So if you're in a state that doesn't open up soon and there's not a lot of cases in your area, don't blame the president. Working when possible, staying at home if you feel sick, maintaining social distance, sanitizing commonly used surfaces, and being highly conscious of their surroundings. Those are our weapons, and they're very powerful weapons indeed. Governors will be empowered to tailor an approach that meets the diverse circumstances of their own states. Every state is very different. They're all beautiful. We love them all, but they're very, very different. If they need to remain closed, we will allow them to do that. And if they believe it is time to reopen, we will provide them the freedom and guidance to accomplish that task and very, very quickly, depending on what they want to do. We are also encouraging states to work together to harmonize their regional efforts. We'll have numerous cases where states have worked and will be working very, very closely together. That is exactly what we all need to uh, understand. You know, the mainstream media has nonstop been back and forth, flip-flop. The president didn't do anything soon enough. The president uh, closed the borders to China, and uh, he shouldn't have. He was racist and xenophobic. Uh, the president should make all the states shut down. Who does the president think he is to say that he can make all the states shut down? you got to appreciate the fact that this president is dealing with something absolutely unprecedented in our history, and he's dealing with a lot coming at him from all sides, yet he just seems to continue to rise to the top of every challenge that's given to him and produce the best results possible with the information at hand. Again, I cannot stress enough. If you need one reason, <laughs> just one reason, one additional reason to be happy today, it's be happy that Hillary is not your president. <laughs> Can you imagine, friends, had Hillary been in office right now? Oh, we wouldn't be opening back up. Oh, no. The Defense Production Act, the, she would have took over all the state, all the private sector companies. She would have took over everything. And once she got it, like most politicians, especially Democrats, but even a lot of Republicans, uh, but mostly it's been Democrats, what most Democrat politicians want is power, and when they get it, they don't let it go. Well, the president showed that he knows how to yield power when necessary, and putting it back on the states means if your state isn't dealing with a pandemic and you're not going back to work, you better check who you're voting for for governor next time around. <laughs> All right, I got one more here for you. Uh, this is... Um, 
Uh, this is this is Joe Biden, friends. Again, we we've we've got a decision to make this year on whether or not we're going to vote for President Donald J. Trump again for his reelection, or if we're going to vote for this man. Uh, I sat with a guy yesterday on on a telephone, and he's telling me he said I don't know. He said, "Look, I I I I I worked at the hospital," and he said, "Then I I got I got myself in a position where I got the virus, so they quarantined me and and they put me in the hospital, and I made it out, and so I'm out. But they don't want me with my family. I'm on the third floor." I spent 15 minutes on the phone with him saying, he said, I have a three-year-old and a four-year-old. And they come to the door outside and they just knock on the door and say, Daddy, Daddy, can I see you, Daddy? Can I see you, Daddy? So we spent time going through it. I used to do it with my kids when they were little and I couldn't see them. And we'd play games. I said, knock, make up a game. Knock, knock on the door and say, this is, you know, practical things. The guy's scared to death. And he's, yeah. he's worried about his children. He's worried about his wife. I mean... These are practical things. And the president talks about this like, okay, it's going to be okay. We're going to open tomorrow. We're going to do this. I mean. <laughs> do you know what the heck he was talking about? I don't think he even knew what he was talking about. He was getting himself mixed up. Just trying to re, re uh, <laughs> just trying to remember one simple story. Again, if the man has a mental disability, he should not be running. If he doesn't, then it's just really funny. I am not laughing at the man if he really has dementia. But you know what? He is doing it to himself. He keeps putting himself out there. He keeps on trying to address the public and share why he should become the next president of the United States. Friends. <laughs> That's the best the Democrats have to offer for president. Really? <laughs> it is a sad state of affairs, friends, for the Democrats. And oh, we had uh, Barack Obama. Yes, he came out after there was nobody else left. Barack Obama came out and endorsed him. Well, apparently, Barack was hanging out with some of his friends and uh, saw a video that made some brothers say, huh? I think you'll enjoy this. This is the funny part of the show, friends. There's probably some more, too, but this is pretty stinking funny. Oh, no, not another commercial. The kid used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I love kids jumping on my lap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's got to be a whole heck of a lot of that going on right now all over the country when you've got Democrats, uh, congressmen like Vernon Jones that's uh, been a lifelong dem Democrat, a black man at that, come out and publicly endorse and endorse and endorse. He's putting out so many videos and so many tweets talking about why he supports this president. He's on fire for this president's re-election, and you got to know that's creating some ripple effects in the black community, and that is good for all Americans. You know, I posted a video early this morning on China and how racist they are, where they're literally throwing black folks out from Africa or even America, black individuals, black skin color. I've got friends that are from South Africa that are white. Well, if you look at them, that's what they would look like until they start talking and you can hear their accent, but you wouldn't know they're from South Africa from just looking at them. In China, in the Communist Party of China, they are literally rounding up people of color. 
and kicking them out on the street or locking them in their house and telling them that they have to call on the government in order to just get food or get water. I really hope that that wakes America up and we understand that any politician that wants to continue to stick up for China, any mainstream media outlet that wants to stick up for China, they're sticking up for racists. And isn't that a pretty nasty word in our country? In our country? Well, it used to be until they used that word, the left used that word to call everybody and anybody's mother, aunt, son, daughter, dog, a uh, racist just because they didn't agree with them. The real meaning of the word is exactly what we see taking place in China. And it's absolutely unbelievable, yet it's happening. If you haven't seen that video, I posted it earlier this morning. It's something you definitely should want to watch. Well, while mainstream media outlets have continued and still continue to speak highly of the World Health Organization. I've got some videos I'm going to show you in a second, but they actually have the audacity to refer to the World Health Organization in the same line, in the same type of honor that we gave to the firefighters that helped during 9-11. You've got to be stinking kidding me. CNN anchor compares World Health Organization to 9-11 firefighters. CNN chief international anchor Christine Amanpour, in keeping with her tradition, is siding with the bad guys in the fight over defunding of WHO by President Trump. She had the audacity to compare the World Health Organization with the firemen at Ground Zero on September 11th, 2001. Who is she kidding? To be like the World Health Organization's the firemen on 9-11 would have directed people to head to the roof, not to the floor. When President Trump placed a travel ban on people from China, the World Health Organization was his biggest detractor. They claimed it was totally unnecessary. Friends, for all of these mainstream media outlets that continue to purport lies, that continue to not share the truth, how about we just listen to the president of the World Health Organization on what he had to say about China back in January you really think that he is uh, he's an absolute cheerleader for China. Here it is from his own words from January 30th, well after the pandemic was ravaging Wuhan, China, and starting to spread to other countries. As you know, I was in China just a few days ago where I met with President Xi Jinping. I left in absolutely no doubt about China's commitment to transparency and to protecting the world's people, and which has been met by an unprecedented response. As I have said repeatedly since my return from Beijing, the Chinese government is to be congratulated for the extraordinary measures it has taken to contain the outbreak, despite the severe social and economic impact those measures are having on the Chinese people. Is he just being a cheerleader for China? Talking about their transparency? Now that we know that this actually broke loose in Wuhan back in November and ravaged all of Wuhan and spread to 120 plus countries around the world, this was in January. And the press has a problem with President Donald Trump defunding the World Health Organization? Well, and the president wasn't finished. He actually went on to talk even more highly of China. You got to remember, 
while we, while we give four to five hundred million dollars a year to the World Health Organization, China gives around 40, about 10 percent. You'd think that the World Health Organization would want to make those that are the biggest contributors to their organization the most happy, if, if nothing else. But what they really should be doing is make sure that there's transparency and truth from the World Health Organization to make sure, make sure that the world stays healthy. Well, they didn't do that. He went on to even talk more about how amazing China was. This should just infuriate you. The speed with which China detected the outbreak, isolated the virus, sequenced the genome, and shared it with WHO and the world are very impressive and beyond words. So is China's commitment to transparency and to supporting other countries. In many ways, China is actually setting a new standard for outbreak response, and it's not an exaggeration. This declaration is not a vote of no confidence in China. On the contrary, WHO continues to have a confidence in China's capacity to control the outbreak. So we're supposed to respect what China did and honor how transparent they were and how fast they were to contain the virus? Now, we also know that medical experts inside of the World Health Organization were warning the heads, the higher-ups, that there was human-to-human -human transference, and yet they still went with their Chinese propaganda. The president shared something today. He was asked a question, and he shared that he was angry for mainstream media outlets and journalists to continue to try to ask the president when they've seen these clips they know about these this information they know exactly they should know better than anybody they're journalists they know the entirety of the timeline of what china did what the world health organization did and what they didn't do and i think it's pretty telling that the president shared today that he's actually getting pretty angry or he was angry. I think he's still angry, but I don't think he's letting on exactly how angry he is. 184 countries all over the world. And we went through one after another. And I was angry because it should have been told to us. It should have been told to us early. It should have been told to us a lot sooner. People knew it was happening and people didn't want to talk about it. I don't know why, but we're going to get to the bottom of it. But People should have. China or, I mean, people. Should, I'm not saying anything. I'm saying people should have told us about this. They should have told the rest of the world too. When I looked at Germany talking today, when I looked at France talking today, the European Union was there represented. That represents a lot of countries. Uh, their economies have been devastated, but they're going to build them back. But we're going to build this economy back bigger, better, stronger than ever before. You watch. Yes. We will. And you know how I know we will? Because the president's already done it once. Our economy was in the toilet before Donald Trump took over. Jobs heading overseas. Oh, Obama says all these manufacturing jobs aren't going to come back. Record manufacturer jobs growth in, inside the United States. Oh, the economy's not going to hit uh, three GDP. Well, guess what? Uh, abracadabra, it looks like the president had a magic wand. We have to understand that if because we have Donald J. Trump as the president and we reelect him and get the House and keep the Senate, 
We're going to have a four, four amazing years for the president to do what he's always done. Make things better, brighter, and more beautiful than before he stepped on the scene. That's what he has a lifetime of doing. So the president's angry. He didn't want to get specifics into China. But again, I, I just tell you, I, if you have seen that new documentary, Out of Shadows, you can see it. YouTube is trying to silence the video. It's got like 7 million views since just this last weekend on YouTube. You can find it or go to outofshadows.org. Liz Crocken was on there. Mike Smith was on there. Mike actually just texted me. I'm going to have him on my podcast. I had Liz on my podcast today. That will drop in just a, a couple days. If you haven't subscribed to my podcast, please subscribe to the David J. Harris Jr. Show. You get all my daily shows, plus you get all my one-on-one -on -one deep dive interviews with amazing individuals. What Liz shared with me today was alarming. I got a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. What's taken place since that documentary uh, has 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 dropped, and what is coming next? But some of the information, friends, it was stuff that wasn't in that movie. It's stuff you're going to want to listen to. So again, please subscribe to David J. Harris Jr. podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Give me five stars if you like my content, and leave a review. That helps me go a long way to try to reach the masses with more and more truth. So that podcast was uh, recorded today. It'll be up very very soon. But the fact that the president acknowledges that he was angry and that he didn't want to say means he knows some things. And I think he's finding even more out. And I believe that when this all comes down to rest, Liz and I talked about it today. When it all comes down, I hope that the answers, the truth, all of it comes out and the American people get to know exactly what was going on. Because I truly believe it was an extension of what the president had to deal with for the first three and a half years of his presidency. It was trying to, this whole thing, human engineered, released from a country that hates us, that just went into a trade agreement where they have to pay us $250 billion, and they haven't been doing that. And uh, I don't think they liked it. I don't think some other elites liked it. And I think there was a plot definitely to try to get rid of this president. Thank God. He closed the borders to China when he did back in January. So if you look at the timeline, I already showed you the videos from uh, Pedros, the head of the World Health Organization. That was on January 30th. On January 31st, the president shut the borders and closed all air travel from Wuhan, China. Even when the World Health Organization was specifically saying Wuhan tra travel from Wuhan, China was okay. Thank God we have a president that doesn't bow to the political correctness or to the political leaders or to the medical advisors or to leaders of other medical or health organizations. Thank God we have a president that follows his instinct. And I think we know where that instinct comes from. I think it's a lot of it comes from all of us like me and hopefully you that pray for wisdom and guidance for our president. I truly believe that he receives that. So we're going to get off of that subject for just a minute. And uh, some more unraveling that is now taking place is the fact that Obama and his regime knew all along that the entirety, the basis for their reason to investigate the president was false. Devin Nunez dropped this bomb on us earlier. I, pu I published this article earlier today. Devin Nunez, the latest classified footnotes show the Obama regime lied in their ICA report and omitted critical information. Devin Nunez and Matt Gates appeared on Hannity to discuss the released footnotes. 
Devin Nunez was not happy that this information was not revealed during House investigations. The footnote could spell real trouble for John Brennan. We already know, we know already that John Durham, uh, that John Durham is focused on John Brennan as he investigates how the coup against the president got started in the first place. Durham has alleged, uh, allegedly convened a grand jury and has already questioned several members of the intelligence committee. And this footnote may explain it all. Nunez says, I hope that there better be people who are charged with lying and obstructing a congressional investigation because we should have been given this information. One more important point. Remember the ICA that I, call, that I called Obama's dossier? Remember that they put that together in late 2016 after the election? What did it say? It said, oh, the Russians were trying to help Trump. In that report, in the annex they put, they put in it what? That Christopher Steele paid for dirt for this dirty steel dossier. Now, if all that information, if we have from all of our intelligence assets, where was the information that we now learn from the Horowitz report and why was it not in the ICA? That's been a plot and a plan this entire time since before. Well, they didn't think the president was going to win the election and he did. So as soon as he did, they went into overdrive, doing everything and anything not by the book outside the lines, creating their own lines to try to bring down a sitting U.S. president. And that should upset every single person in the country. It really, really should. Uh, this took place. And I've got this article. Let me see. This was a sad state in St. Louis. Uh, a, st a sad accident. No, it wasn't an accident. This guy literally shot somebody, attempted murder, and then wound up back on the streets the very next day. You're going to want to find out exactly who the person is that released this guy, but here's the video showing the shooting. It is kind of graphic. It, you, it's it's the, the video is from a little bit of a distance, but you get the point with it. If there's little kids watching, maybe it's uh, it could be disturbing for them. So just a little forewarning there. Yeah, that's right, Claire. We were sent the video. We've been combing through it today. It's really not very easy to watch, and some of our viewers may find it disturbing. You will see the shooting happening. The St. Louis Police Union says the shooter in it needs to be behind bars, but tonight, he's not. Just too gruesome. Jeff Florida with the St. Louis Police Union says this video, taken from a nearby window, captures the shooting that happened on Lyndall and Sarah in the city's Central West End Friday. Police say two people involved in a car accident got into an argument. We've blurred their faces, but you can see the man in blue yelling. Then the man on the left pulls out a weapon from his pocket, raises it, and fires. The victim turns and starts running, and still more shots. Police say the victim was shot in the shoulder, stomach, and back, but is expected to be okay. It certainly is enough to turn. How in the world could somebody do that, have that on camera doing that, and then be out and about walking the very next day. Well, the article that I shared earlier today, I think shares and explains a lot. Unfortunately, uh, we've got to go back to the individual that, uh, you know what? If I could hope somebody would meet their maker sooner than, uh, than later, I would just honestly say it'd be this guy, Soros. I think it would be just be a good idea unless he gets saved and completely changes his ways. It'd be a nice thing if you just had to answer for and atone for all that he's done in this world. But that is just me pondering out loud. St. Louis City shooting caught on video in broad daylight. Soros-funded circuit attorney Kim Gardner drops the case and lets the shooter walk free. After an accident in St. Louis, one of the drivers pulled a gun and chased the second man, 
before shooting him in the chest, stomach, and back. The second man is expected to make a full recovery, thank God. It happened in broad daylight, and a camera caught the whole thing, even irrefutable proof, uh, even with irrefutable proof that DA Kim Gardner, whose campaign was financed by George Soros, released the man because she claims what he did was self-defense. How many individuals in power did Soros back? We know he backed Andrew Gillum. We, the whole internet just saw what took place with Andrew Gillum in Florida with all those pictures of him with the other guys there. I don't need to get into the details, but it was definitely an ugly mess. This is an ugly mess. How in the world do you let somebody off that pulls a gun in broad daylight at somebody else and shoots them three times? Friends, that's what I'm talking about when I talk about the far-left progressive agenda that really wants to change the way this country behaves, operates, and you've got some states where they're letting criminals out, and there's already criminals that are out that are being criminals, doing what they do. It's a sad state of affairs when that's uh, what we have to deal with as Americans. Uh, this has been now more confirmed. I talked a little bit about it yesterday. It's hitting the airwaves even more so that sources think the pandemic virus came from the Chinese lab as a part of China's efforts to compete with the U.S. It is said that the virus that shut down the whole world started in Wuhan in a laboratory that is no longer up for dispute. It was created as a bioweapon, but as part of China's efforts to show the world that its ability to identify and combat viruses are equal to, or even better, and more efficient than that of the United States, according to numerous sources who have been briefed on the main points of early actions by the Chinese government and saw important documents tell reporters. In short, China tried to show up the United States on how to handle a virus, and they botched it. The rest was a cover-up to get away with what they did. There are other theories out there that China was trying to get out of the commitment they made to Trump, where China made sure it was in writing that the agreement that if a natural disaster or pandemic occurred, they didn't have to commit to purchasing the produce from farmers. This can be the costliest government cover-up of all time, one of the many sources say. Read the entire article for yourself. Uh, it's getting some shares. My shares there don't actually show up to what's, what's actually happening, but share that information before I probably have to pull it down because the, I'm telling you, even Google and especially FB, they are being particularly strict on anybody that shares any information like that because they say, oh, if you can't prove it, well, we got sources in there that actually do prove everything that we say, but it do, they don't seem to care. If it doesn't fit their narrative, they don't want it on the air. That's why I'm a target. That's why, again, uh, for all of you watching right now or listening, you can text my name, David, text David to 53445, text my name to 53445, and you'll get on my text alert. If anything happens and I wind up not able to be seen and you, ha you wonder, hey, where'd that brother go? I don't see him anymore. You, you should be getting a text from me and I'll let you know exactly where to find me. One more time, text to 53445, text my name, David, and you'll be my, on my text blast alert. Well, Nancy Pelosi seems to be just enjoying herself during this quarantine time. And uh, I don't think she minds letting the rest of the world know it. Where are you right now in the world? And how long have you been there? And more importantly, how, how are you coping through all this? Well, I came from Washington about 10 days ago to California. 
but we're coping pretty well. I have my grandchildren from New York who are here, and they uh, they have to get up five o'clock in the morning to do their uh, classwork. But it is a, a, a wonderful opportunity for them that I wish all children would have. Uh, Speaker Pelosi, what have you found? What are you going to share with us from your home? Chocolate. That's about all I can handle of that. <laughs> I don't want to see that anymore. I didn't have to show you that. But I wanted to show you that because while she's all giggles and smiles and enjoying herself in her probably mansion in front of those refrigerators that are dang near $25,000, this is what's going on in the rest of her state that she just continues to ignore. Anybody else out there wish that she would focus on her state a little bit more than she does the president? I bet you if she spent half, just half, of the energy that she spends trying to undo everything that President Trump does or trying to stonewall and block everything that he's trying to do, I bet you if she spent half as much time, she could have a positive impact on her own constituents in her own state. Unfortunately, I think the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, even though Nancy is uh, Gavin Newsom's aunt. Gavin Newsom seems to do the same thing, cater to illegals, instead of his own American citizens. Gavin Newsom has announced a $125 million fund for undocumented immigrants impacted by the virus. California Governor Gavin Newsom announced that the state will begin distributing $125 million for a stimulus for undocumented workers. You know what? If I lived in California still, I might just have to say I'm undocumented. They seem to get more benefits than we do. I guess Californians can't get enough of paying for illegals. They already pay for much of their living expenses, education, health care, and still they want more. The state says they will pay each of their 150,000 illegal aliens $500 apiece. But if the state remains closed, they're going to need every dime they have. Foreclosures could explode and it remains to be seen if they will survive. The taxpayers are picking up $75 million of the tab with charities committing to raise the other fifty. million million dollars do you like how your governors are running your state because guess what here's the good news you have the power to change it (laughs) you can spread the truth you can inform your family you can inform your friends you can talk about the facts and you can ask the very simple questions should we have a governor that's actually taking care of our own people their own people before they take care of individuals that broke into our state i think it's pretty simple Friends, that's my show for today. Please remember to go subscribe to my podcast, The David J. Harris Jr. Show. You're going to love the one-on-one interviews that I get to do. Again, I did one with Liz Crokin uh, today that's in Out of Shadows. And I'll be doing one with Mike Smith, the gentleman that's that directed uh, that entire movie very, very soon. So again, if you love what I do, please share this, retweet it, uh, comment, like, and leave reviews, and subscribe to my podcast too. And if you want to get your Trump merchandise, make sure you visit my store at davidharrisjr.com. I've got some amazing merch in there, got my book in there, got my banners in there. The economy is about to open back up. We all have an opportunity to show how much we love and support our president. For that, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. Have a great rest of your evening. I'll see you tomorrow for TGI Friday. Bye-bye.